This is the Hoosier Ag Today Friday morning podcast on the 8th of December 2023. Hello, I'm Andy Eubank. We have news, markets, and weather all on the way for you. Brought to you by First Farmers Bank and Trust. Experience banking built on heart, grit, and agriculture. FFBT.com for more. And stop by your local branch to talk about your ag operation. C.J. Miller checking in with news today, including making plastic from melon residue right here in Indiana and taking care of that harvest equipment before you put it away for the winter. Chief Meteorologist Ryan Martin says mild today, but some weather systems are headed this way. And yesterday, everything up. We have market analysis with Mike Silver coming up on the Hoosier Ag Today Friday podcast. At First Farmers Bank and Trust, we know that when agriculture thrives, we all do. It's the heart and grit of our agricultural communities that keep the crops coming in and the livestock cared for day and night. That's why we build financial solutions around the needs and schedules of our ag clients. If you're looking for a financial partner that has over 135 years experience in understanding and supporting agriculture, we want to hear from you. Let's harvest success together. First Farmers Bank and Trust, member FDIC, equal opportunity lender. For many of you here in Indiana, agriculture is your life's work and legacy. I'm Bruce Kettler, President and CEO of the Agribusiness Council of Indiana. Throughout my career, I've been immersed in Indiana agriculture and appreciate the role that ACI plays on behalf of Indiana agribusinesses. ACI is the proactive voice for agribusiness, and we invite you to join us in our mission. Visit our website, inagribiz.org, to get your membership started today. The Agribusiness Council of Indiana, strengthening and connecting Indiana agribusiness. The plans in Vincennes to convert watermelon waste into bioplastics, and what's next for your heavy equipment now that harvest season is over. I'm C.J. Miller, and this is Hoosier Ag Today. Well, there's a brand new company in Knox County called AgroRenew that plans to create a product that's incredibly unique. So we're taking watermelon waste and reducing it down into a micron dust and blending it with some other biosources to form a resin polymer that can then be used to make various types of plastics. And that's Brian Southern, who co-founded AgroRenew with his wife, Katie. The uniqueness about this is that this plastic is 100% biodegradable. Everything gets decomposed and goes back into the soil, including replacing nutrients in the soil. So very unique from that perspective. Brian talks about how the idea was created to convert watermelon waste into bioplastics. We were talking with various farmers in the Knox County community who are, is the number one producer of watermelons in the state of Indiana and number two in the country. And we're talking to them about the amount of food waste they have every year and the crops that they don't sell or they don't pass their quality. And the number is just staggering. It's you know approximately 100 million pounds a year. And we're like, there's got to be something better we can do with that. And so we started to research uh, my wife, Katie, who's a food scientist, and myself, who is a processing engineer, looking at what are some other ways that we could utilize this biosource. And that's when Brian and Katie decided to pool together their knowledge and expertise of food science and plastics to develop the new product. We kind of started to experiment and was able to determine that, yes, we could use 
portions of the chemical properties of a watermelon to create a resin polymer that is 100% biodegradable. Construction plans are already in the works for AgroRenew's brand new facility that's being built just south of Vincennes. We should have most of that completed by the end of this year with a target of sometime in March breaking ground. Um, And then they're estimating about a 10-month build-out You can hear my full conversation with Brian Southern and read more about his new company, Agro Renew, on the new Hoosier Ag Today mobile app, a free download for iPhone and Android. Well, now that harvest is wrapped, what's next for that heavy equipment? Andy Eubank reports. The end of harvest doesn't mean putting the equipment in the shed and leaving it there until next harvest. It's important for next year's harvest startup to do your equipment inspections as you come out of the field. Daniel Stansberry is general service manager at Ag Revolution. Note the repairs that need to be made and go on and be proactive on getting those repairs made so that the time just doesn't slip away as it seems to and you get down the road toward next harvest and the next thing you know you're two to three four weeks out from harvest and your machine has not been looked at or inspected and now you're in a panic you're in a rush to try to get the work done stansbury says there are real advantages to beginning the inspection before your machines are pressure washed he says blow off all the surface dirt but don't do the high pressure cleaning until later we love for the machines to actually be dirty still Um, We're looking for evidence of, you know, leaks and seeps that could be washed away by a pressure washer. We're looking for things um, as beltware and and, and your normal uh, issues, beltware, bearings uh, that have failed, um, all your wear parts, of course, um, rasp bars, chopper knives, you know. All of your chains, we inspect them thoroughly. He adds a deeper inspection will include running the machine for 15 to 20 minutes to get the bearings hot, inspect them, and then determine if they are beginning to fail. Ag Revolution will also run a diagnostic report. We'll hook up the laptop and look for any trouble codes. We will look for any pattern in logged fault codes that may or may not be active, but we'll spend a little time looking at at the histogram of when faults occurred and try to proactively fix those issues um, even if they're not currently present or active. Stansberry's inspection details are part of their AGCO PM360 detailed plan which provides the customer with the notes the service technicians create during the process. Hear more in the full interview with Daniel Stansberry at our website whosyouragtoday.com and the new free mobile app I'm Andy Eubank. And I'm C.J. Miller. Who's your ag today? Indiana's Farm Radio Network. Let's face it. Operating a farm isn't going to get any less expensive this year. That's why an operating loan from Farm Credit Bid America is built to give you more cash back and more flexibility in how you are able to manage your funds. Learn more at fcma.com operating and get an operating loan that pays you back. Loan subject to credit approval. Additional terms and conditions may apply. Farm Credit Bid America is an equal opportunity lender. I'm Chief Meteorologist Ryan Martin with Hoosier Act Today's Indiana Farm Forecast. As we take a look at the setup here across the region, not much has changed. We've got another mild day here for the area today. Temperatures well above normal, but we're also seeing 
couple of weather systems trying to move towards us. We've got an area of low pressure lifting out of Oklahoma here today, dragging across Missouri and eventually ending up in the Great Lakes as we hit tomorrow midday or so. That one's going to create a chance for precipitation. Then we've got another cold front that then sweeps through from northwest to southeast. Probably has the remains of this first wave of moisture with it. And that's going to give us a chance at moisture for Sunday. I look for us to be combined at about a quarter to one and a half inches of rain across the state. But here's the interesting feature. It really looks like the first wave may stay predominantly west and north of us. And the second wave may, it may be trending a little bit farther to the east and south. So there could be a band or an area that sees a lot less precipitation, and it could set up mostly over Indiana. So we'll see how that comes together. I would say don't count on missing out. I think you got to count on being a little bit soggy here this weekend. And no matter what you get precipitation-wise, we are going to be seeing temperatures drop back dramatically. I'm looking at us getting much cooler as we get into the start of next week, even Sunday afternoon, such that we can see some flurries around and then strong and north-northwest flow across the Great Lakes means lake-enhanced cloud cover and even some precipitation Monday into early Tuesday. Overall next week, though, warm air, cold air battle is going to start to play out from north to south across the entire country. I think that we are on the cold air side of it through Wednesday and then start to see temperatures moderate a little bit Thursday, Friday. Not nearly as warm as what we're dealing with today or what we dealt with yesterday, but we are going to bounce a little bit. And then we've got another round of weather trying to come up from the west and southwest to finish next week, Saturday and Sunday, almost a duplication of what we're going to be dealing with here this weekend. That's the way your forecast is stacking up. Have a great rest of your day. I'm meteorologist Ryan Martin. Gains all around. This is Hoosier Ag Today. I'm Andy Eubank with the Thursday Farm Market Review. Beans led the way, a solid day there, and corn and wheat followed higher. We'll get the final numbers to you momentarily, but first, market analysis. And I picked that up at the end of trade from Mike Silver of Kokomo Grain. Mike, a day before the USDA supply and demand update for December. The markets go higher, led of all markets, by soybean futures. But some good news coming out of Conab, which cut Brazilian production. So a big move there, plus a flash sale. Some positivity finally in that market. Right. Soybeans and wheat are providing the leadership today, and corn is following. And you're absolutely right. Conab, which is the South, well, it's the Brazilian equivalent of our USDA here in the States, did lower their uh, production estimate uh, for both uh, soybeans and corn due to the weather related issues that the Brazilian farmer has been facing. And there is a little bit of an expectation that. USDA could follow suit tomorrow uh, in some of the uh, South American numbers, in particular uh, Brazil. So we are seeing some strength in the market today. Again, soybeans and wheat providing leadership. Uh, we did uh, have a, and I'm going to say it's a better than okay uh, export sales report today. The uh, soybean number came in at 1.517 million metric tons. That's down from last week's 1.895, which was uh, just a stellar week. But uh, we are now gaining uh, some pace on our pace to meet the USDA balance sheet projections. Uh, for beans right now, we're running at 3 or 3% ahead of pace, so that's good. Uh, the corn number came in at 3.5. 
1.288 million metric ton. That, too, is down from the 1.928 from last week. But uh, that was uh, the uh, number was at the upper end of the expectations. And certainly uh, we're picking up some pace there to meet the balance sheet projections from USDA. We're running about 1% ahead. Our export inspections report Monday was good. So in terms of, uh, you know, let's, let's compare it to where we had been going into this harvest and during harvest. Uh, we have picked up the pace, uh, but we still have uh, we still have some ground to gain to get back to where we need, in my opinion, at least to propel prices to uh, the futures price levels that we would like to see, especially our farmers who have a lot of beans yet to sell and a lot of corn yet to sell. Uh, so tomorrow we get the uh, December WASDE report, the World Outlook Board report from USDA. And typically we see very little changes in that December report in anything concerning the U.S., although they could change it. But it, it would surprise the market if we did. But we are expecting there could be some changes in the uh, – South American numbers, especially in the Brazilian numbers. And that report, Andy, comes out at noon tomorrow. So we'll see what USDA has to say tomorrow. Farmer selling here as we have wrapped up harvest for all practical purposes uh, is slow. Uh, farmers are taking a look at their financial situation here going into the new year. Uh, we're getting a lot of folks settled up as they take the monies that they need yet this year to meet uh, their income objectives and we're talking with a lot of folks about you know what some price uh, expectations are into next year mike silver at kokomo grain mike's number is 800-666-0613 now settlements from thursday trade corn up three and three quarters on both the march and may contracts march corn settles at 488 may 499 and a half and in beans, January, 16 and a quarter higher, 13.11 and three quarters. March contract, 13.30 and a quarter, up almost 15 cents. And March wheat up eight and three quarters, going to 6.42 and a quarter. The meat markets lower. February live cattle, 162.52, down a dollar two. February lean hogs, 67.77, down a dollar 52. I'm Andy Eubank. That's the Thursday Farm Market Review. This is Who's Your Ag Today, Indiana's most listened to farm radio network.